Welcome back to Brazil Crypto Report. Today I'm joined by Daniel Cunha of Mercado Bitcoin and Fernando Martinez of Portal do Bitcoin. We discuss how Binance has found itself at the center of a Brazilian congressional investigation into cryptocurrency pyramid schemes. All right, so we are joined today by Daniel from Mercado Bitcoin and Fernando, who's a reporter at Portal do Bitcoin. Uh, Daniel and Fernando, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Aaron. Amazing. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Great, great. So, uh, Fernando, so you are a uh, repeat guest on the show now. We had you on maybe about half a year ago. Uh, so why don't you give yourself a quick intro uh, and then or reintroduce yourself to our audience here quickly. And then, uh, Daniel, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself as well. Okay. Uh, so I'm journalist. I'm covering the crypto Brazilian system since September 2021. And the last several months, I've been covering the this congressional hearings uh, very closely. And we reached the end line here. So... Uh, that's it, and we will talk about it. Amazing, great, and uh, and, and thanks for the for the invitation, Aaron. Uh, big fan of the newsletter, the podcast, and all the great work you've been doing covering the sector here in Brazil. So, so really a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm I'm executive vice president for corporate development here at uh, Mercado Bitcoin. Been with the company for four years, and and around the same time in the industry. So, so excited to, to share a bit uh, and, and take a bit of your thoughts and, and Fernando's as well on, on what this all means for, for all of us in the industry here. Appreciate you both being here. And uh, so, so basically the reason we're doing this, uh, this recording today is we just had, today's October 11th and we just had, uh, today's like the official conclusion of the CPI Committee on Financial Pyramids. Uh, which was mainly looking at cryptocurrency companies, uh, also some other non-crypto companies. And uh, we had a report that was issued by the committee this week, a final report with, uh, it was like 500 some pages uh, worth of text, which I have not read it all yet. Uh, and I probably will not get to read it all, but uh, uh, but there's a lot of information in there and some pretty important things. There was, um, you know, there was what, 45 indictments that were issued or, or recommendations for for people to be indicted. Uh, based on the committee's findings, uh, including four executives of Binance. Um, and I want to really just get some voices in here to talk a bit about uh, kind of what are the big takeaways from this committee and what are the really the uh, the big impacts on the market here that we should be paying attention to and, and what are the next steps uh, coming out of this committee. Um, so, uh, Fernando, I'd like to maybe turn this over to you just since you've been really on the beat covering this. Uh, for the last three months since the committee uh, was was inaugurated. So if you wouldn't mind kind of walking us through, give us some background, just like what this what this committee has been doing over the last three months exactly. Okay, so the, the congressional hearings uh, started to to really look into the pyramid, pyramid schemes, Ponzi schemes. There are really a big thing here in Brazil as we spoke on my last appearance on the show so it was really focused on that uh, but on the midway they started to to look more to the market and 
that's when Binance entered really entered the focus of the of the congressional of the congressmen and even they they started to to do inquiries about programs of uh, ticket planes and etc and it really diverted from the from the focus so but they they started the the congressional hearings to to investigate the really big pyramid schemes that are happening in Brazil and because uh, so to explain little a little bit the congressional hearings in Brazil the committees they have the power to investigate so can they can break uh, bank records fiscal records tax records they can obligate a person to go there to speak to give testimony so they have a lot of power to to investigate so this final report shows a lot of things that we as press weren't able to to read to find out so we are finding now so this is very interesting to to us we, we are seeing like in the middle of the structure that we are not able to see from from outside so but yeah the the congressional uh, committee it was uh, assembled to to investigate the pyramid schemes and Binance entered in the middle and uh, the crypto system as a whole entered to 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 make the Congress understand what is the crypto system because it's a very gap it's a huge gap between the Congress people and the crypto system so it started that, that way the the congressman that initiated the whole process it's audio ribeiro that is the congressman that proposed the law that become the brazilian law of the crypto system so he is a guy that really knows the the, the system but the his peers didn't know so uh i don't know if i answered sorry but uh yeah yeah no that, that's super that's super helpful and and so basically they've been going uh for about three months they've they've had you know a long list of witnesses that they've summoned and they they sought testimony from a bunch of different people uh some of these people they had to uh like i guess you know forcefully <laughs> like bring in to, to testify or at least they tried to force these people to testify there was some people there's some i think there's some uh you know there's some legal disputes around like how how legal yeah. it is to actually like force somebody to come and testify against their own will. And like, there's some people that came and they, um, they were kind of going, you know, they, they showed up, but they didn't really say anything, you know, that in, in the U S we would say they, they plead the fifth, right? Like the, the, the fifth amendment of not yeah. testifying against yourself, uh, that type of thing. You said, well, the day to day work, it was to, to bring those, those people to, to give testimony and some of them were executives from exchanges from regular companies and a lot of them the majority of them they are suspects of crimes so uh, that was the the process of working of these committees and behind the scenes they demand documents they demand fiscal records tax records uh, bank records and etc so that's the 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 way they work and they have the support from federal police that's brazilian fbi so that's how they work got it got it and then so daniel from your vantage point uh maybe talk a bit about like what what's your what, what's been your sort of involvement in this process or how, how closely have you been following this and like what you want to add anything to what fernando's been saying about what this committee has been doing the last three months 
Oh, sure. So um, I, I think as Fernando mentioned, we, you know, among several other representatives from players in the industry, we've been invited um, to share, um, I think, first of all, you know, provide a, a good overview of uh, what what the crypto industry is about, right, and, and how it functions or should function uh, within the broader uh, financial system in uh, uh, accordance, I'd say, with, you know, the existing regulation and what will likely and, and hopefully soon um, be the, the, the actual crypto uh, regulation that's coming up. Um, so, so I think we, we, we were glad to, to have that chance, right? I mean, a lot of our concern around um, the, the, the form discussions could take was, you know, this is about pyramids or, or Ponzi schemes rather, and Ponzi schemes are not necessarily crypto related. We've had uh, a number of them here in Brazil and, and, uh, 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 some with, you know, creative, uh, um, uh, asset classes or denominations behind, uh, that are, that have nothing to do with crypto. Right. So one concern, I think all, all the industry players had is, you know, how, how does this not become the crypto, uh, CPI or, or congressional hearing, right. And how do we take this opportunity to really, um, provide clarity on why it is that so many pyramid schemes have been built um, around crypto and, uh, you know, what, what, uh, we as, you know, industry players, uh, regulators and, and authorities in general have to be, uh, paying attention and cognizant of to avoid, uh, propagation of similar schemes, uh, uh, using crypto as the basis for them. Uh, and, and a, I'd say fairly easy, uh, um, it seems, right? The way things have played out, fairly easy platform to run these schemes. So I think in that sense, um, our our view of the outcome is, is very positive. And I have to say, you know, somewhat uh, surprisingly. So um, it's, a, it's a fairly dense uh, subject matter. As another mentioned, you know, there were some members of the committee with, uh, uh, deeper experience in the industry that were involved in the discussions for the uh, Projeto de Lei, the, the, the bill, the crypto bill here in Brazil last year. But a lot of the members know, right? And I think we we were very positively impressed with, with what was um, a very clear, very technical um, and very pondered, I think, um, um, final report. And, and one that, you know, clearly identifies where the loopholes or, you know, the, the illegal um, maneuvering rooms uh, that have been left uh, on the industry side or on the crypto industry side have been facilitating uh, um, this sort of uh, situation. Got it. Got it. Thanks for that. Um, and then um, I think the one of the points of confusion, I think, you know, some people have had around this is like, why is Binance getting pulled into this like Binance, at least as far as we know is not a pyramid scheme uh i mean i hope to god that it's not a pyramid scheme um but i think the i mean yeah i mean that's basically the industry is dead if that if, if Binance turns into ftx uh but i think the 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 allegations or what the committee was really probing into was uh binance being basically used as a medium for some of these pyramid scheme operators in brazil uh, using crypto 
uh, to basically you know launder funds out of the country essentially. So whether it's the Faro de Bitcoins or or the I mean, there's so many of these guys that that Fernando's been covering <laughs> over the years that hard to keep track of them all. Um, but maybe talk a bit, um, you know, I'd like to dive into like the four guys that got uh, the four Binance executives who were like recommended for indictment here. But maybe, uh, Fernando, could you give some more color on like just why the committee was uh, interested in Binance here? Like why, like why, why, why was, why were they so much more interested in Binance than perhaps any of the other uh, big exchanges? Sure. So uh, the Gilad Mihadad, that is nephew of the finance minister from Brazil, he's the general director from Binance here in Brazil, and he was he he went to 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 the congressional hearing to to the polls in in behalf of Binance, and one of the congressmen said, "Well, you know." Every one of the parent schemes that we went, we saw that uses Binance to, to do their, their business. So you have a very intimate relation with these schemes. And Guilherme, the, the executive, said, oh, we don't have an intimate relation with them. Uh, they, are, they are a liability for us. And, and they went for, back and forth with the, their arguments. But the thing is... All of them uses used Binance on Binance on the past. Uh, I think it's because Binance it's the biggest in the world. They have a lot of liquidity, uh, but the the questions were raised. Well, they have a compliance system that doesn't doesn't filter anybody because those guys are like dealing with billions, literally billions, and they are normal regular people dealing with billions. So that's why they started to focus on Binance. What, what, what is going on? Why, why they are letting these people trade billions without any certification, any regulation. So that really raised a flag for, for the congressional. So, so that's why they are, they, they really focused on Binance, and when you see, when you read the final report, it's it's very interesting because they they really talk about crime figures, a lot of crime figures, and maybe the only regular company that that is there, it's Binance, and Binance it's in the middle of really shady figures. So that, of course, that's why you are doing this. That's why it hit the big the big news because. It really bring uh, our attention to, to this because that's why Binance Binance it's really it was really a channel for these pyramid schemes uh, in those those last years in Brazil. That's why the the congressional uh, hearings are are focusing on that. So yeah, got it, got it. And and even just looking through the report here, I think it's it's uh, you know I was just doing Control F on the report, and Binance is mentioned like three hundred and fifty times like in the report. Yeah. Um, and 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 disclosure, I did uh, you know I think we should just disclose like Mercado Bitcoin is obviously a competitor of Binance. Uh, Portal de Bitcoin is uh, is a subsidiary of, of of Mercado Bitcoin, but is obviously editorially independent. Um, and then Brazil crypto report has like no affiliation with anybody. So I'm fully my own, my own voice here. Um, 
but I will, I will, in the absence of like a Binance representative here, I will kind of like take their side on some things just for the, just to provoke discussion. Um, but I mean, it, it does feel to me that the committee was, it, it does feel like it was a bit of a witch hunt against Binance in the sense, and you know, there's even an article in Valor this morning where like the Caio, uh, uh, Viana, the, 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 uh, one of the, the main guys on the committee was saying, was specifically saying like, this was not a witch hunts against Binance, but it does kind of feel like there was a bit of a witch hunts against Binance. Um, just in some of the rhetoric that the deputies were using. Um, and in, in just, I think the amount of like, uh, you know, just the amount that they were really like grilling, uh, Guillermo Nazar when he was testifying there it did sort of feel like there was a bit of like this committee was just like the purpose of the committee was almost like to get Binance. It kind of, at least I got that impression. Um, and, you know, I'm just, obviously it's like, look, like when you're dealing with congressional committees of this nature, all the guys in the committee have like varying levels of knowledge. And uh, we've seen this in the U S over the years where you have, you know, members of Congress who show up to these hearings and they ask, they start asking like, what is a blockchain or whatever, so it's like there's very like varying levels of knowledge on these committees and and it's impossible to sort of read the minds and the intentions of the people that establish these things but um but like does i mean was this all it, it just feels like to me like this was all created as a way of like trying to go after binance in some capacity so like we're going to go we're going to look at these pyramid scheme guys first then we're going to we're going to kind of layer on the fact that they use binance and we're going to ultimately kind of use this as a way to try to force Binance into, um, you know, compliance, right. Or, or, or whatever the, the end goal with that would be. Um, but would love, I guess I'd love to get both of your reactions to that question of, of, um, you know, what was, I mean, is it, am I like, am I just like, am I crazy by, by thinking that, or am I, am I onto something or, or what's your reaction to that? Uh, maybe, uh, Daniel, if you want to take that one. Then. Um, so, I think, Aaron, you know, back, back to my point of, you know, where a successful congressional hearing on this subject of Ponzi schemes would go, right, is really figuring out what the fragilities in the system have been allowing these phenomena to happen, right? So so I think uh, if we do take uh, that objective into consideration, um, I don't think there would be any other outcome um, than, you know, this uh, uh, unavoidably having a, a fairly large focus on Binance as, you know, a key enabler um, for these uh, for these schemes. Right. And um, and, you know, there's no single other player, be it, you know, Brazilian players or foreign uh, uh, players that operate in similar models with, you know, the, the foreign exchange concept that have been so associated um, with uh, pretty much every single one of the schemes that have been uh, mapped and uh, and uh, investigated or prosecuted, right? I mean, that's uh, unfortunately, I think, not a coincidence. Um, and I can tell you, you know, a number of these uh, companies or operators, um, they have tried and some have even successfully at some point opened uh, accounts in in Mercado Bitcoin and in other exchanges, but in every single case, companies that are significantly smaller and let's say in theory um, uh, less savvy in terms of you know the systems and process capabilities to monitor um, and act on these situations have managed 
to act on them, right? I mean, uh, it's uh, it's really, I think, uh, just too flagrant, um, the fact that, you know, volumes of the size, you know, the frequency, the number of companies for a number of years have been going on. And and really to industry players um, and, and even industry clients, this is pretty much common knowledge, right? I mean, what has been very frustrating for um, players such as ourselves, and I, I, I do believe I speak on behalf of, you know, a lot of our uh, peers in the industry, members of uh, uh, AB Crypto, um, who have been working towards building a healthy industry in Brazil, it, it has been very frustrating to see uh, this level of facilitation or enablement or, um, you know, just sim simply allowing all this to happen. And, and of course, this has a very negative effect on, on the industry overall, on, on every one of us um, and how the industry develops. And, and I'll just point to, to, you know, what's happening in the U.S. right now as reference, right? I mean, having the sort of regulatory discussions that, you know, players in the U.S. industry have been calling for for many, many years, but, but you know, for one reason or another had not evolved. You know, what is um, uh, a security? What is not a security? You know, what, what are the actual rules of the game? Having this on the back of such a, a massive fraud scheme like uh, FTXs, right, which in many ways was another example of, you know, obvious uh, uh, mispractices for who was in the industry that were simply uh, allowed by by lack of attention or lackness to 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 take uh, the size that it took. But having the, these discussions on the back of that is is clearly not healthy at all, right? I mean, it's really hurting the industry. And I think, you know, the prospects of, you know, blockchain uh, and crypto developing uh, uh, as it should uh, as a market infrastructure in the U.S., right? And that's something we all want, want to avoid in Brazil. Um, we, you know, I'll take as a local example, you probably saw the piece on Fantastico on the CPI, right? I mean... Obviously, it's a mass audience. They're not focusing on 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 the nuts and bolts, but you know the image it's portraying is essentially you know huge pyramid schemes on crypto. This is not safe. This is not something you know that people should be connecting to. And we've been working very very hard over the past ten years to build a completely uh, different uh, perspective and and industry environment. So. Um, I think, uh, you know, for all of us that, that have been working in a very different direction, very diligently dealing with regulatory, and, and I'll, 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 uh, I'll put that in brackets, right, because the regulation is not quite there. But on the other hand, there are very clear rules of the game, right? There is regulation in the financial, uh, traditional financial industry in Brazil that clearly points the direction and many of which, had they been effectively observed or monitored here, uh, would, would be closing the doors on a lot of this, right? I mean, we, we should always remember that uh, Binance is connected to a number of regulated players who facilitate the on and off ramps. Uh, part of those, uh, let's say, um, broken relationships from the past provided a lot of the input um, for for the the... the 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 committee to work on and uh, and really you know I'm very glad on on the outcome on the clarity on the technical approach and 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 hopefully this will have a very uh, s 
salutary uh, effect on the ongoing discussions for the regulation. I think timing is really great. Yeah, the timing definitely is uh, is relevant here, just given the fact that we have uh, the central bank is coming out with its regulations. It's just launched its, its public consult or it's going to be launching its its public consultations here shortly. Um, and uh, Fernando, I uh, would love to get your reaction to that. And then um, particularly the point that Daniel mentioned about uh, or you were allu- he was alluding to about the kind of the capitual uh, situation, right, which it seems like they were some of the ones that they were, you know, obviously there's a broken relationship between them and Binance and they had some kind of nasty things to say about Binance at this, in this committee. Um, but would love to get your, your, some of your reaction to, to what we were just talking about. And then also um, what are some of the things that we learned about Binance in this process that uh, is, is maybe um, we didn't know before. And, and also keeping in mind that, you know, any public statement that we've heard Binance say is always, you know, we're trying to fully comply, like we're helping the community as much as we can. You know, we're fully regulated. Um, you know, they're, they, they say all these things. Um, are, are they, I mean, are they, are they lying? Are they, are, are they like compliant with like the things they need to be compliant with? Like, like how, I mean, how should we be interpreting these statements that they're making, I guess, uh, in light of what we've, we've been learning here? Yeah. So as you said, Brazil has a scenario that is, uh, Binance against the others, uh, and it's a very strong and defined scenario. Uh, and you see that, like the Brazilian Association of Crypto Companies has Mercado Bitcoin, has Bit, so that is the largest in Mexico, has big banks and has a lot of players. And Binance doesn't participate on this ex- this association. And we see on events. We see the panels with debates, and you see a lot of people from banks, from exchanges, from etc. And Binance is always absent from these these events. So they have their their agenda, and the other players have their own agenda, and that's natural, that's normal in the in the business. Uh, but this is the scenario, and I think it's the way of being the biggest. They are they are the biggest. A lot of liquidity and and they are dealing with the the issue of being used by this this crime crime endeavors. So so I think to to be clear with the the audience, we have this scenario. I think this scenario it goes along in other countries too, uh, and we see we saw that on the process of a pro. Uh, the, uh, in the process of the law that was approved by the Congress, so the the whole, almost the whole crypto system, uh, wanted segregate assets to to be on the law. Binance was against, and this issue entered the law and was take off the law by <laughs> everybody and in, 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 went in and out, in and out. It, that was the, the reflect of the the fight that was happening behind the scenes so and i think mm-hmm. that is normal in the in the when a bill is being debated and everybody has interests and they search for the the congress people the senate senators and they explain their, their views and this is normal i think so we have this the the scenario but what we learned it's that we didn't know it's 
a lot of details. Like Binance has a lot of companies, ghost companies that they have just to be an intermediary between in the final line, it's Champagne Cizizal, the CEO, and the other point, it's the, the Brazilian system. But between these two points, we have a lot of bizarre companies that they have like uh, assets of a hundred reais, literally. And the, the congressional, the committee was very keen in showing that on the report. So we can see this these shell companies, we can see uh, the very intricate ways that they they deal. Well, just, I don't want to be to extend myself here, but uh, they use like the bus account. They, as they say, they deposit the the, the assets from every clients in a, the same account, and they start to use that and the congressional members said that this is a liability that it's not acceptable so it was a there to, to debate uh, but as you said capital it was the main partner from binance here in brazil they were the the company that do the as daniel said the on and off ramps from brazilian hell to to binance and they 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 went separate ways on the last year and now capital has a lot of <laughs> a lot of hard things to, to say about binance because they allegate that they did this because the central bank from brazil asked to more know your customer actions and binance refused mm -hmm. and now they are disputing mm -hmm. that binance is saying oh no that's not the question it was another question and capital said that up to nine percent of the biggest clients from from binance they they are shady clients so that was a huge this provoked the the congress the congressman to to ask for the the list for of the 700 biggest clients from binance and binance refused to to give that to to the to the cpi yeah so, that was that was an interesting that was i was gonna i was gonna have my next question actually um so there was an exchange where I think they, uh, when Gary Nazar was testifying, where one of the members of the committee uh, hit him with this this point that like oh like ninety five percent of your largest customers are money laundering, according to this study commissioned by Capitual or, or an analysis or whatever, and and I think Nazar hadn't seen that information before, so he was kind of caught off guard, and he was like, oh well, we'll we'll give you the names of all these people. Uh, if you request them, like we won't, you know, we won't hide them from you. And then the committee sent them a request, sent Binance a request for those names. And then Binance refused to provide the names, um, which and they said it was like, oh, the request was too broad and we can't comply with it, um, which, you know, and I think and I think part of it was because the the the, the, the committee is like why the, the time of the committee is, is winding down. Right. There's only a, like a week or two left. So uh, I think Binance you know, maybe best case scenario, like, okay, maybe the request was too broad and they couldn't comply with it. Uh, maybe worst case scenario is like, they were just trying to run out the clock on the committee and just by using, by using stall tactics like this. Um, but, and then there was also another thing with the, 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 their new payment processor, the Latam gateway company, which was the replacement for Kipituau, 
uh, the, the committee had asked for a contract on uh, the contract that Binance had with this new company. And Binance also declined to give that, citing kind of the same reason, like, oh, there's not enough time to give it to you. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, would just love your, you know, either one, whoever wants to take this one, but would love your reaction to to, to this development. This was a bit of a of a shocker, yeah. just given given how enthusiastic, like, it, it just went against some of the testimony that Nazar was giving uh, uh, yeah. about how, like, oh, we'll comply with whatever you need. I think it definitely didn't help uh, the outcome uh, in terms of the point you made, right? I mean, uh, this sort of of um, of action, you know, not not providing the requests, obviously, is is a bit of an insult to to the local authorities, to Congress, and and that certainly uh, adds a bit of uh, uh, flavor there to the final report. But I think back back, you know, connecting to your to your previous question. Um, and it's just not plausible, right? I mean, uh, the size of things, this is not a one-off. This is, and, you know, everybody is subject to being, you know, duped at some point uh, by a smart uh, Ponzi schemer. Um, but, you know, when you look at the array of characters, um, these are not the highly sophisticated individuals. You know, they're not running um, very sophisticated uh um schemes where you know they're they're looping or using technology or whatever it is right i mean they're certainly nowhere near as smart as a cz i can tell you that you know we all have great uh, ad admiration uh for the guy and it's it's just not plausible that a company that would really be committed to um uh to combating this sort of thing you know a company of this size of these resources of this uh you know brain power uh, knowledge. I mean, at one point in the U.S. and granted, it's a it's a different structure or supposedly uh, an independent structure, but you know they had a number of very very high caliber um, professionals, and they're always professing this, right? It, it's just not plausible that they would be as uh, as uh, I think one of the executives put, uh, you know, a victim uh, every single time, right? And I think when 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 you don't provide um, investigators or the committee with that sort of data um and and listen we, we were all requested uh, i'm not sure you know but we were all uh, requested uh, uh, or had our, our our own banking uh privileges um broken and and have provided you know all the the data this was not the a ride in the park for for anybody i think in the industry and, and as it should be for a thorough investigation right and, and something that provides uh, a base of comparison um, by which you know how different players in the industry um, are acting. So I think it's just it's just not plausible. And you know when you look at evidence in other countries and you know the investigations that have been happening uh, in the U.S., uh, you know all the messaging that's been vented around how the company has uh, actually been managing you know compliance related uh, issues and restrictions. Um, it's just not there, and and it seems pretty clear, you know, on the ground at least that that there isn't really any intention beyond, you know, maybe a bit of uh, smoke and mirrors uh, to get this done, right? I mean, they are arbitraging in every single case uh, the loophole opportunities, the the absence of specific regulation, or uh, you know, whatever it is in each country that provides, and and whenever these doors. Uh, shut down, you know, more often than not, we're seeing Binance really pull out of the country and, you know, go back to a pure 
uh, P2P model or, or, or different strategies, right? So, um, you know, not wanting to weigh in too heavily and, and uh, uh, you know, we are competitor, competitors, as you said, but we do have a number of other uh, international competitors, right, who, who operate in Brazil. We would uh, challenge, you know, the, the operation the operation model because we do feel that there is uh, different burdens or 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 too much room for regulatory arbitrage, fiscal arbitrage, etc. But I don't I don't think we've seen anything or anyone, you know, uh, near the scale of uh, of uh, fraudulent volumes uh, running, uh, you know, by far. I mean. Just look at at the public data, right? I mean, how how does one get to seventy percent <laughs> market share in normal uh, competing conditions? And 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 we take a view on that market share that you know a, a large a large part of that volume is is for everybody else untouchable, right? It's just volume that wasn't there and wouldn't be there if there wasn't. Uh, uh, an enablement uh, pipeline for capital flows that that just shouldn't be flowing on serious uh, crypto and blockchain platforms. Right, right. And and I guess, you know, to take to argue the counterpoint of that, you could say like, well, the reason they have the 70% market share or 60% or whatever it's at now is like, well, they just have a vastly superior product. Uh, but like kind of the other argument would be like, well, you know, what you're arguing is like, well, a lot of those a lot of that volume is stuff that no other exchange would touch if you're if yeah. you're trying to in the US you know i think the US is a good example right completely separate uh, operation and one that you know for the obvious reasons they they tried as much as possible to to play within uh the the sort of uh legal and regulatory framework and there's nowhere near that advantage right i mean yeah uh, they are a meaningful player and don't get me wrong we we you know, our hats are off uh, to Binance in, in many uh, respects on product, on execution, on marketing. You know, there's much to admire there, um, which just begs the question, right? I mean, uh, do you really need <laughs> to get into the uh, shadier uh, um, side of the industry, right? Yeah, it's a good point. If, if, a if point, you're... A point uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, because I think one point that is really important that we mentioned to, to the viewers it's the, the the tax issues involving around Binance in Brazil, because this was a, a really focal point of in the the testimony from from Guilherme Nazar, because Binance don't pay taxes here in Brazil. Um, when you don't pay taxes, you are uh, really. How would I say, like ticking the tiger with the little stick? When because you no, know, yeah, the state won't be happy if you are not paying taxes, and that's I think a really big issue, and that's why I think it's one of the points that really made the congressional going after Binance, because by their their calculations, Binance should be paying like three hundred to four hundred millions of reais that is six to eight millions of dollars annual in taxes here in mm. brazil so this is very substantial like this is a a, a tax contribution like from big really big companies and the state look to that and see well we are not receiving like half billion of reais each year so what is what is going on so guilherme said well we are 
operating operating as a foreign exchange we are being we're we're waiting for the central bank regulation and that's true because the central bank will impose the regulations but from a person that it not it's not known with the peculiarities of the the system would would see and how it is possible they they sponsor the brazilian biggest soccer tournaments they did they does everything and they don't pay taxes how this is work they have 200 people working from for for that for 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 day in brazil they have an office in sao paulo but they don't pay taxes because they are a foreign company it's it's very strange and i think this was the tax evasion i think it was a point also, that really gave uh, strength to the the arguments from the congress people i, I so would is it that i don't know i don't know daniel sorry 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 so so just to clarify is it is it that binance is the committee saying that binance itself as an entity is not paying taxes or just that the people you trading on binance are not paying taxes on or they're not reporting these trades into the into the hazit federal the same way that think, that would happen I if they're trading on Bitcoin. It's, sorry i think daniel it's better to explain that but if you are a foreign exchange here in brazil the duty of declaring your taxes it's by the clients not the company so that's why they are arguing so but overall the volume of transactions in binance should give 400 million in taxes for brazil like if binance it was a brazilian exchange it would it would be paying this amount of taxes a local exchange has a much more uh it, it can it cannot ex escape this this declared this this fiscal declare declaration yeah i think what they what they were referring to with the three to four hundred million um aaron is uh taxes on revenues right so so these are taxes for for the intermediation service that that is provided um, and is provided, you know, generally uh, in Brazil, right? Or, or that's where the operation is originating. Um, and which, you know, Binance's position, I think, was was made clear. They, 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 they do not think they are liable, and and they do not see themselves as providing those services in Brazil. I mean, there's there's all kinds of uh, arguments there, right? Um, to your question on on reporting. Uh, uh, um on on being responsible for client uh taxes i mean there is no specific uh, obligation on on any exchange for that um and and it is the client's responsibility to to um to handle his own you know uh capital gains or whatever other whatever other tax is applicable uh, however there are uh, there is the instruction normativa 1888 which does define certain obligations by players serving Brazilian customers to provide data to the fiscal authorities, right? And, and that's something we, and, and again, most of uh, the players here in Brazil uh, comply to. Um, Binance, I think uh, that's another point the, the, the report makes uh, does not, and, and I think they, they went public about that as well more, more than once, right? So. Um, I think I think what they mean on the tax side is really uh, you know taxes that that would have been 
uh, owed had, uh, you know, a normal structure where you have a company uh, actually, you know, processing the volumes uh, uh, locally and, and, and capturing those those uh, fee revenues, um, you know, and, and we all do, right? I mean, it's, it's just part of, uh, uh, I think, operating in any industry, but certainly should be yeah. the case uh, for for all the exchanges as well. Okay, no, that, that's helpful. That's helpful clarification. Um, and I want to turn over to um, we got a couple of time for a few more questions here. So uh, I just want to touch on the actual and the recommended indictments themselves. In particular, there's the four Binance uh, executives. So uh, there's Guillermo Nazar, who's the director general uh, for Brazil. There's uh, Daniel Mangabera, who was uh, I forget what his title is at the moment, but he was basically like the head guy in Brazil before they hired Guillermo Nazar. Uh, there's a lawyer, uh, this guy, Chiago Carvalho, who, uh, looks like, I think, uh, he's been with the company for maybe like 18 months. He was at like Jin Yao and a couple of other, uh, kind of TradFi, uh, businesses before Binance, uh, and then also CZ. So, uh, these four guys were, uh, recommended to be indicted, uh, I guess by the committee. And, um, I guess, I guess the question for me is like, okay, like what, okay. Like the committee put out a statement saying that, okay, these guys did some bad things. Okay, fine. Like what comes next and um, what exactly, maybe Fernando, if you want to touch on like, what exactly are they being accused of uh, or are, are they, are, are they uh, being, is the recommendation that they be indicted for what exactly? And then would like to talk a bit about like what, what comes next here. Like if I'm CZ and I'm like, oh, okay, this committee said, put out this thing saying I should be indicted. Like, like, okay. Like what, what do I make of that? Well, the the committee does the report and send to the prosecutors, and the prosecutors uh, decide whether rather. No, what, sorry, let's go back. The, okay, yeah, we can try it again. <laughs> so, okay, they send the the report, the final report, to the prosecutors, and the prosecutors decide if they will go after indictment, real indictments, or if they will do nothing. That is very common in Brazil. Every congressional hearing, every committee does that. Uh, they are they are requesting the, the executives to be indicted uh, for operating a financial institution without authorization, for operating a financial institution in a fraudulent way, and to... And they are being indicted, requesting to be indicted of selling derivatives uh, without permission of the Brazilian authorities. So that is the, in, in theory, these are crimes punishable with jail time. But I think it's very unlikely that this is going to happen. Uh, I think the main consequential, it will be the pressure, the heat on Binance. I think the heat, it's way more up now. You know, they are, they, in this report, they are saying to directly to the Brazilian Central Bank, don't allow them to buy a Brazilian financial institution because with that, they will be able to operate in a more freely way. And they are in the middle of these negotiations. It's a company, Brazilian exchange that is named Simpo. 
and Binance is trying to buy to to acquire this institution and to be free to to operate in Brazilian market. And the committee the committee said uh, to don't allow them to buy. So I think the the consequential mm-hmm. it was a lot of pressure in Binance. I, I see this a lot of pressure because it's very spot on on the on this on this parts of the the Binance system, the Binance ways of operating in Brazil. But, well, in theory, the prosecutors will decide if they go after the the indictments or not. We'll wait, need to wait to see. Got it, got it. So so going back to the point about the, the Simpal brokerage that they've been, they've been trying to acquire this for like over a year now, from what, if I remember correctly, it's been a long time that they've been like in talks about doing this. And uh, presumably, uh, you to, for them to acquire a license from the central bank once once the the licensing framework is released and the regulatory framework is released next year, they would need to have one of these. They would need to have like this brokerage, right? Because this brokerage is like a regulated financial institution, and uh, so without being able to purchase this brokerage, they would have a much more difficult time applying for a license. To be a, a crypto to be a mask basically if i can correct? if i can comment on on that Aaron, I, I don't think that's the case i mean there's a number okay. of um exchanges and you know who do not have brokerage licenses or or do not have any other you know central bank issued licenses <clears throat> currently as you know the activity does not require a license right i mean what we expect as an outcome uh of the of the um, final write-up of the bill is that a specific license for a, a VASP, a value-added uh, uh, um, service provider, a virtual asset, sorry, um, uh, service provider will be um, will be designed as part of regulating specifically the the activity. Right? There's there's no indication that any other licenses would be required um to operate a a digital asset exchange um you may require you know other licenses for specific activities so let's say um you want to actually uh be able to provide um electronic uh, m- money functions right uh, such as 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 we decided to do here um so you have to file for a payments institution license right i mean if you want to run uh uh, other asset classes or futures, you may want to, you know, go for a traditional market. But I think the the expected outcome is that there will be a specific license for operating a spot volume uh, digital asset exchange in Brazil, which won't necessarily re- require other licenses. Got it. So, so this Simpal brokerage acquisition may or may not necessarily impede Binance from getting a license with the central bank once once these vast these separate vast licenses are 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 available to be to be applied for um but presumably this whole report and this whole process uh will make i mean it, it, i mean it's hard to imagine this making it easier for Binance to get one of these licenses once they come out i suppose is maybe that maybe the main takeaway um well guys i know we're at time here so um Maybe I would just like to get like a quick like final thought from each of you on maybe like what's ne- what comes next uh, or what's been most noteworthy about this this final report here as you see if there's any other points you want to make on this um, and then we'll wrap it up here. Um, uh, Fernando, you want to go first? Yeah. So 
I think the the outcome of all of this it is the pressure in Binance it's higher than ever here in Brazil and abroad. So we'll really need to wait and see what is going on in the next months in the next year to and it's such a lot of things that to, to that will happen the halving it's coming uh, the regulations in Brazil are going to to be placed by central bank and and we are you're seeing Binance pre facing a lot of pressure in a, a lot of countries so I think Brazil it's one of them and I think the outcome is it's that the, the pressure in Binance it's higher than ever they are really on the spot of the regulators, the authorities, the police, the congressmen. So let's see, let's see what's going on. Yeah, I think I think it's worth noting too that 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 Brazil has been consistently Binance's like second or third largest market globally as well. Like this isn't uh, a trivial uh, part of their business here uh, by any stretch. Uh, but Daniel, any uh, final thoughts from you? Uh, sure. I, I think, um, you know, I'll change the note a little bit. And uh, I think, you know, probably the most important outcome, whatever, you know, uh, specific uh, players or conclusions is really how this impacts, you know, the the, the upcoming uh, developments in the industry, and particularly as it relates to uh, uh, the regulation, right? I think that's a very, very watershed moment in, in any industry, and, and we, we fully expect it to be the case. Uh, here in Brazil. Um, I think, you know, everything we've seen so far, you know, from Congress, from Banco Central has been uh, some very impressive, very professional, very technical uh, work through what is, you know, naturally a very complex, very sensitive um, industry, something that connects, you know, directly to the broader financial system. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll go back to my initial comment. We, we do feel that the outcome of 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 this of this uh, committee uh, and the report uh, will very um, will very much inform in a positive and constructive way the discussions and the work that uh, is ahead. So, you know, I'll, I'll I'll close on that very positive note. I think, uh, you know, we 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 hope to see this. Um, as another sort of a step in a journey towards building that regulatory infrastructure and clarity so that the industry can develop uh, uh, even further. Amazing. Um, well, great. Thank you so much, Daniel and Fernando, for you, joining Daniel. the show today uh, on a bit uh, late notice. So very much appreciate your time. Uh, I will include I'll, I will include uh, LinkedIn bios for each of you, or links to your LinkedIn bios in each of the in the show notes, so folks can get in touch if they if they have more questions. Uh, really appreciate both of your uh, your time here this afternoon, and uh, we will uh, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.